Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is our Q&A show. And I want to know how you rate your personal performance and what you think would most help it right now. So we hear a message from Zig Ziglar where he discusses the roots of a bonsai tree versus the roots of a giant sequoia, a literal one named General Sherman, and the reality of how we grow according to the room and resources we give our roots. Well, from this, I asked the Ziegler audience a question. I invite you to join us in these weekly Q&A shows. Just find and friend me on Facebook at Agent K Miller. The question I asked for this show was this on a scale from one to 10, how would you rate your current personal performance? And what do you feel would most help it right now? We got a load of comments from listeners who rated themselves from, you know, nine or almost 10 down to zero. Some who were inspired and amped and some who were contemplating just throwing in the towel, literally. I had Tom Ziegler join me to not only talk through the comments, but offer guidance to those striving and struggling. This is a really value-packed show. We're going to kick it off with a two-minute message from Zig and then dig into your comments with Tom Ziegler. And friends, I hear from so many of you who want more from Ziegler. Go to Ziggler.com. See the events that you can be a part of. They're happening right now. And the products that you can leverage to change your life, to inspire your true performance. You need to make the right choice. The Japanese raise a tree. It's a bonsai tree. The bonsai tree takes years and years to cultivate and develop. It is an art. They're absolutely beautiful. The bonsai tree is anywhere from 12 to oh, 20, 22 inches tall. It can be any one of a number of species of trees. What they do is when the little tree pokes its uh, head above the soil, they extract it. They tie off some of the feeder roots and tap roots and they carefully shape it and they watch it grow. As I say, it gets, oh, 18, 20, 22 inches tall. Now, there's a tree out in California called the General Sherman. Uh, the General Sherman is nearly 300 feet tall. Uh, it's wide enough that you could literally drive two automobiles through it side by side. Engineers have estimated that if they were to cut it down and saw it up into lumber, that they could build 35 five-room houses. Now, the interesting thing is this. The bonsai tree and the General Sherman at one time were approximately the same size. Each weighed less than one three thousandths of an ounce when they were seeds. But the bonsai tree had its growth stymied and stunted. The General Sherman fell into the rich soil of California. It was nourished by the richness of the soil, by the sunshine and by the rain. And as a result, it grew to a forest giant. Now, neither the bonsai tree nor the General Sherman had a choice. But you have got a choice. You can grow. Well, Tom, of course, these questions, you know, I post are short and simple because it's Facebook. And if they're not short and simple, you don't get a whole lot of response. 
Um, but you know, the concept was rating your personal performance. Of course, the best way to do that is looking at the Ziegler wheel of life. And I know that you know you could find that thing online. If you search Ziegler wheel of life and find it even where it's got the kind of the rating system and you can rate yourself there and come out with a score. And that's the concept that we're talking about here. And people related to various you know areas that they felt like, yeah, I'm weak here. I'm, I'm strong here. But looking at that, you know, I looked at it and I went down and I thought, gosh, here I'm doing a 10. Here's a seven. Here's a six. And I said, hey, and honestly, I'm probably about a seven right now. So I'll throw it at you. Tell us, CEO Ziegler, how you rate. Wow, that's a good one. Uh, you know, and I check back on this on a regular basis because mm-hmm. uh, every time you teach it, you've got to be like, well, where am I? Uh-huh. Somebody's going to ask. Yep. Uh, right now, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm eight plus. Uh, Sweet. And a lot of that has to do with that. I'll be honest, I got an elliptical and I've been doing that. Oh, I've had it for two and a half months. It charts everything and then I bought one of those scales that does body mass index and fat percentage. And, and it's kind of cool tracking trends. Yep. And it's weird, you know, but when you get diligent on one thing, it just kind of leaks over to everything else. Yes, it does. It makes it good. And then if you kind of go lax on something, guess what else happens? It leaks over to everything else and drags it down. So, you know, not tens for sure. Of course, I have high standards on that, but feeling pretty good. Well, I, I love that you said that because I do find that when we have somebody, you know, you know this in, in coaching and personal development, somebody who's trying to get traction and trying to progress, sometimes just finding an area, whatever the area is where they can progress helps as a catalyst for everything. I've seen people that, you know, are wanting to start a business and it was finally getting their act together and training a little bit and doing a 5K and just that achievement helped them to go, gosh, I, I can't achieve something and they went and started a business and that was a catalyst. So I, I love that aspect of it, Tom. Yeah, um, that's, that's true. Well, so here I'll, I'll start running down through some, uh, Brian Lynchard. He says a six to seven. I was at a higher rate a few years ago when I was part of a coaching or mastermind group. Okay. Just as we talked about, you know, one area leaking over into another and helping all those areas, I would say as an ingredient having, I don't know how you want to, how do you want to categorize that accountability or uh, kindred spirits uh, is we know that is massive as of overdoing this, anything solo. You know, this is, I mean, bottom line, simple secret, uh, find somebody who's already been where you want to go yeah, and make a commitment to them. And it could be a mentoring or a coaching or a mastermind. Doesn't matter. You're going to get results that way. Uh, because there's something about the human spirit where we see people going faster than us. It gives us encouragement. And then when we got to check the boxes and report back, man, that's when the rubber hits the road. That's when it's good. Okay. So you said it right there. Check the boxes. Susie Bradley's next year. <clears throat> I know Susie. She's amazing. Uh, she says, I'd say I'm a, six, a five or six right now. I'm in a slump with slaying my goals and feel frustrated at how I'm not as focused as usual. So now I'm literally starting to use my planner and setting attainable daily action steps, filling those boxes again. You know, of course, we're going to shamelessly talk about the Ziegler performance planner, uh, but whatever you're using, if you're using a notepad and paper, if you're using your Google calendar, whatever, but something where you have to do that, I'm, I'm currently going through this MetPro uh, metabolic, uh, you know, they're the personal training program. And I have to go every day and say what I ate here, what I ate here and what my exercise is. And knowing I have to do that 
is great. Uh, I, I, I talk about accountability and I am slaying it in that area, nutrition and exercise right now. I'm a 10, uh, over the past two months because I have somebody who's watching. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. So Susie, here's a tip. Uh, when you get in a slump, whatever your big goal, dream, passion is, whatever the big thing is, what you need to do is break it down into bite-sized chunks and then honor the process. So let's just say, you know, it's a big giant goal that's going to take a year and you're kind of in a slump. It's it's kind of so big, you don't even know how to approach it. Break it down into a, a one quarter or three month and then, a, and then a one month and then a weekly. And then just honor the process. Check the boxes every week on what you got to accomplish that week. That is the greatest way to get out of a slump uh, in this area. Athletes will do the same thing. You know, they don't perform, they don't hit, they don't. You know, they lose time on the track, whatever it is, they go in and they, they take a reading on when I was at my peak and what am I doing now? Yeah. And then they do the fundamentals all over again. Yeah. And that'll get you out of the, the, the uh, slump. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, they hire people based on a track record of success. So Chick-fil-A franchisees, the people who want to come in and own a store, they really investigate, do you have a track record of success? Well, if we've been around the block long enough, all of us have a track record of success for a certain period of time and something. Yeah. Let's go back and look at that, analyze what we did, and then get out of the slump by breaking it down. Hey, I can do this today. Here's my goal for the week. Boom, I hit it. Man, that that is great. Yeah, I would say one of the biggest benefits to my personal progress and success overall was my – athletics, uh, being a pro cyclist. And, and, and that one area gives me context and fuel to perform in so many others. And we see that of course all the time. All right. This is like the personal executive coaching session with Tom. I'm going to throw this one at you. This one's good. You ready? Matt Horn here. He says, it depends on which area of life I'm continually working at self-talk and appreciation of my day job to continue to try and work diligently, which I don't enjoy as it doesn't bring fulfillment. So I'd say I'm a five or six there. However, I'm studying to change my career, which is in line with my skills and values, which is so motivating and inspiring. And for that, I'd say I'm at a nine. Uh, and this you know, includes my personal development as well. Then there's health. Say I'm an eight, even though I'm injured and can't play basketball at the moment. That's my first true love. Uh, he says my family, probably a seven. And my thoughts on what could help me most right now is changing my day job to something that is in alignment with what I value and can contribute to something bigger than me. I'm trying to figure out what I can do to achieve this as we speak. He, he says, I'm in, uh, in sales and as an, ex as an, uh, excellent, uh, BDM account manager. What is that business development manager? I think yep. and need to identify so. companies that meet my criteria from there. I will not look for vacant jobs, but rather call and apply for a new job creation with that business and show them where they could gain value from somebody like me. Ideally, I'd be looking for four days per week position to free me up to work on my studies and side business of coaching. In summary, I'm struggling to perform at my day job due to the disconnect in my values, my perception of my company's direction and the lack of ability to truly influence other people's lives positively. I thought that was a great overview. He, he wins the submission award. Yes, he does. All right. Uh, yeah. So there's a, um, there's a sense of urgency, Matt, if, if the values that you aspire and believe in, if you're the place where you're working is contradicting that. In other words, 
you're a person of high integrity and you don't feel like they're doing business with integrity, uh, then integrity is going to make you make a decision to move quicker than maybe you want. Uh, if it's other things like their priorities are just off or you really love serving here and they're serving over there. And so it's, it's not that they're wrong and you're right or vice versa. It's just that it's not a fit. Uh, then I like your plan of actively seeking out what it is that you're going to do. I think the most important thing is to not, um, to do nothing, to either abdicate or, or just say, okay, I'm going to settle for this. Uh, you got to get energized on your why. When, you're, when your why is really driving you, those doors on the other side will open up. So what's the clarity of the why? Well, beauty. Hey, on that, it's interesting you say that because I had one here that I thought was interesting. Tony Chung, he says, I'm sitting pretty at a zero right now, Kevin. I'm taking a much needed break. Uh, and I thought that was interesting because I know sometimes people, there is, there is a, a season of cycles of saying, I need to rest. I need that's Sabbath. That's sabbatical. And in that, I would say, Tony, maybe you're not at a zero. Maybe you're at, you're at a 10 right now. If you feel confident and joyful in stopping and resting. And I know that I, that's one for me, Tom, that sometimes it, I, I struggle with always pressing, 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 striving, striving, striving. And sometimes I need to go on that beach trip and sit on the beach and uh, do nothing for a while. But I would say that is Doing nothing sometimes, if it's restorative, is very much doing something. What do you think? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I would give, uh, you know, on the personal spoke, uh, which in the book Choose to Win, I talk about, it's about creating energy. So if you're taking a break to create energy uh, to go for the next big push, man, that's, you got a 10 out of 10 on that. Uh, But you look at other ones like physical uh, man, we should never go to a zero and physical because that's true. <laughs> that's just a little. So hopefully, Tony, you've got extra. I mean, hopefully you're just looking at it as far as, you know, production or performance in a work environment or something like that. But, man, this should be the time to double down or your physicals attend, your personals attend, your relationships are attend, your families attend, uh, and you're just fueling the battery. Um, so, yeah, it, I, more context would be good, but sure, sure, uh, sure. I, you I, know what? Go ahead. You, you know, I heard this this saying of uh, this guy sees this guy on the beach, and the guy's on the beach in a hammock, just watching the sunset, uh, fishing. And the guy says, "You know, he says, you know, if you if you went to work and, and got a job, you know, someday you could do this all the time." And the guy goes. Well, this is my job. <laughs> so he's catching enough fish to provide his why. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I like that. Uh, and one more thing, I'll, or maybe this is back to Matt's. I uh, forgot to mention this, Matt. Um, do a journal uh, while you're in this process, because if you're going into coaching, you're going to deal with a lot of people who are going right through the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's um... – Gosh, a couple I'll just run through. Josh Helms, I'd say a strong seven. My performance always goes up in seasons when I have strong accountability 
from like-minded mentors, coaches, or friends. We hit that already on one. It's such a strong point. Alan Province, he says, I would say a six and being more time efficient and accountable to the time blocks that I have put in place would help. And then Manuel Flores, he says, I'd say I'm an eight. I lack on sticking to my daily routines. When I did them regularly, I felt like I was on fire. Well, Tom, you mentioned your book, uh, choose to win. And of course that famous saying of, uh, the fastest way to success is you finished it to replace bad habits with good habits. So when we're talking about routine that comes over, uh, that was a consistent thread in the posts here of I've gotten out of the habit of my daily routines. And I, I just, the more we do these shows, Tom, the more people I interview, I don't know if there's anything that stands out more to me than that is just having that daily routine that you stick to as much as you can and not falling off of that. I hear so often people say, I, I just, I fell off the wagon. I stopped doing that. And that there to some degree, kind of like you saying that there's some areas we don't want to get, let get to zero. I think that daily structure, uh, even if it's the 80, 20 rule, you know, I stick to it 80% of the time. And, and on those days I do 80% of it, e- even if it's that consistency, consistency, consistency will absolutely annihilate intensity. I have a friend, uh, his name is Aaron Alejandro, and he's part of the Texas Texas FFA uh, Foundation Board. Um, and he says this, you know, Dad said you were born to win. And, and Aaron, I don't know if he made this up or he's quoting somebody. He said, you know, we're not born winners and we're not born losers, but we're all born choosers. Mm. And, you know, I agree. I, I do think that we're born to win, that we've got every opportunity to win, but it's a choice. And gosh, you know what? A, a habit is just the same good choice made over and over again. That's what a good habit is. I haven't found anything, and this is practical, okay? This isn't um, theoretical or philosophical. I'm just saying practical. I haven't found anything more practical than setting aside that first 30 minutes at least of the day to just you happen to the day and so the day happens to you. It does something to the rest of the day. Uh, when you do that quiet time, putting the right stuff in organizing, planning, doing your one thing, man, those are just powerful concepts. And if we can do that every day, if that's the habit that we never break, it just sets us up. Well, and we're going to have before long, I don't know in the schedule where it's going to place in relation to this show, but I'll finally be talking to Hal Elrod. He's the miracle morning guy. And it, it feels pretty irrefutable on that morning time. And can you, do some good habits, you know, in the middle of the day, at the end of the day. Sure. But the chances of you not doing them, something coming up, life happening are very high. And then the morning is what so much sets the tone that it's, that it's so powerful, but I, man, I just want to give grace to how hard that is for so many people in the lifestyles we have today in the work schedules, whether it's nine to five or eight to six or seven to whatever, or the midnight shift and then school schedules that dictate so many of people's lives. If you got kids and those start early as it seems like it's earlier all the time and it is flat out difficult. I went through a long season of really struggling with that uh, because I've got older kids now and they're the ones that, you know, they want to stay up late and have deep conversations and have fun and, you can't do it all. I can't do that and be up with my, my, uh, little kids and get up early enough. 
something has to give and it comes into that prioritizing. And sometimes I have to give up good things. Sometimes they're even better than good, but for the really great, I just have to, there's so many nights, Tom, where I think about your testimony of your dad, nine 30 hits. And he says, well, kids, what was his line? I don't know about you, but I'm going to bed. <laughs> I did it. I did it last night at about nine 30 when, you know, they're, they're wanting to watch. Oh, we got to watch the other show because let's see what happens. I said, guys, I'm out. I'm out. Cause it's precious to me to wake up when I do, which is you know, going to be five 30 or six and have my time. It makes me be better for them as well. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Well, Tom, here's some, I'm going to read through three real quick because these are, uh, these folks need some inspiration. Tom Deo, he says, I'm at about a three and debating if I want to try or just say the heck with it. I hope a miracle happens. I have faith that it could, but I'm not placing any bets on it. That's all he offered. Here's another one. Thomas Zelinsky. I'm at a three, a swift kick in the rear or a smack in the head would get me to realize that I need to write stuff down because I know I can do this. Uh, Katarzyna, she says a three and a half. My PTSD was triggered recently. I'm back to the basics and that my focus has shifted to me and being okay. I'll be back shortly. Uh, that was three. I pulled out of some others as well that are obviously just saying they're, they're not doing well right now. Um, speak to that. I mean, it happens to all of us. Life does happen. And I, you know, I want you, I do want you to speak at it. You're Tom Ziegler, right? You're never supposed to have a down day. Got- <laughs> Right? Me? Yeah. Oh, man. And you know what's weird is uh, a lot of times the down days come right when it should be the best day. Well, and let's even say, let's go further. Have you ever had a down season, Tom, where it's more than a day? Oh, I've had a, probably a down year. Okay. That, that's all I was going yeah. for. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I mean, you know, let's face it. You get rocked, you get hit, you get hit, you get hit. And then if you're a leader, if you're an example, if you're encouraging others, uh, it's very, very trying and, and very, very delicate on who you share with, right? Uh, I remember I was talking to a business leader, and um, he suddenly had to, to throw, you know, he'd, he'd suddenly had to close his company. Mm. And he left a lot of his people hanging. And some of them wrote to me because I knew the whole situation. And they said, how could he, how could he encourage us the whole time and yet do this without giving us any warning? Well, his problem was, is he had a buyer for the company who looked like they were going to buy it out and preserve all the jobs that he had. But the only way he could keep that intact was he could, he had to let everybody know things are good. Things are looking good. We got things on the, which was all true. He couldn't share with them, hey, if this deal doesn't happen, I might have to shut the company down because then enough people would have left mm. that he couldn't have done the whole thing. And so Goodness. a lot of times as leaders, as people, we get into you know, those difficult situations where we've got to leave from the front with optimism, with hope, with this is what's going to happen. We speak the truth in advance. And on the inside, we're getting torn up because mm. we're you know, we're having to make adjustments and this thing didn't turn out like we wanted to. So, man, I get it. And then uh, I don't have PTSD, uh, but I know I've got so many friends who had that. And so, Katarzyna, when you when you say that, my goodness, it's it's OK to acknowledge you've got that and you got to go take care of yourself. Right. I mean, we have a lot of people who we know through the show who, who deal with it on a regular basis. 
And that's perfectly good. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, and but to deny it, to deny something like that is not is is not going to get you to where you want to go as fast as you need to get there. Um, and who and Thomas, the three. Uh, write this stuff down, man. I'm with you. And for Thomas, I'm, I'm saying, Thomas, I'm saying this tongue, tongue in cheek. OK, if you need help writing it down, I'm your man. Here's, here's the deal. I'll do this to any listener, okay? I do this with weight loss. I do this with anything. Just send me a check for $10,000, mm-hmm. and then every day text me that you, you know, just take a picture of your planner, of your written plan of action every single day. And if you do that for 60 days in a row, I'll send you your money back. And if you don't, I get to keep the money. I've never had this opportunity fail. It's amazing <laughs> When people have a real concrete loss that's about to happen, how they stick to it. So, Thomas, I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but that's kind of the mindset you've got to have. It's costing you that kind of money not to follow through on that. That's that's great. And, you know, I was going to say these folks, I, I would encourage them to find a lifeline. You don't have to fix everything today, but find a lifeline, something that's going to keep your hope up there. And, you know, I, I do want to speak to them, though, that there's a – for those of you who are faith-based and believe in a God, there is also an opposite force at work that wants to keep you down. And I find so often when I'm in that place or other people are, that there are often lies that we are accepting. There are bad truths we are accepting and we are letting our self-image be derailed. And just to be aware of that fight, you can't, it's not usually an easy snap to go, oh, now I'm aware that, of that and to snap it and to fix it. It may take a while, but at least to know that, that you are not, uh, you're, you don't believe everything you think. How's that? And that there are, um, there are some forces that don't want you to be well. I know it's a high positivity perspective to say, Hey, the universe and and, and the universe or God, depending on your belief, you know, is conspiring to, to make everything great for you. I don't always feel that Tom. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I feel the opposite and and I'm left to myself and I'm left to hold on as a lifeline, those core truths that I believe uh, to help me dig my way out. Jennifer here. She says, uh, I fluctuate between a two and a nine. This month, it's a nine. Last month, a two. Uh, I'd rather have highs and lows than a steady five. I'm a believer in soaring with your strengths. So when I'm aligned with the right job, the right fitness plan, the right relationship, I soar. When one of those is off, it knocks everything off for me. I also don't believe a 10 is possible this side of heaven because I'm never perfectly spiritual. So I'll never have a 10. Well, a couple interesting points there. Would you rather go from a two to nine or be at a steady five? Of course, because we also think oh, I'd, I'd like to be at a 10 all the time or a nine or an eight, but boy, it's interesting because Tom, it, when, she, when I read that, I thought, I, I understand that. I, I think I probably am somewhat cyclical. Does that mean that you're schizophrenic or uh, chaotic? I don't know. With life, things do happen. And with, Hey, how about you? You know, I, I asked you about your, yourself. How about your dad? How about Mr. Zig Ziglar himself? You saw him up close and personal. Did he stay at a 10 all day, every day, all the time? You know, in the different areas of life, uh, nobody does. It's impossible. Um, you know, he was always working on his weight. I don't know the Ziggler genes, man, we, we retain ice cream. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so, you know, it's hard, right? It's hard. You, you travel a lot and life gets in the way. And But here's what I would say, uh, uh, Jennifer, is I like, I, I like what a thing that I call base camp. And so what I do is I try to elevate my base camp every year. So I try to look at every area of my life that I'm always working on. And I might be at a five or a seven or a nine or, you know, maybe a 10 for a day in one area because I maxed out in something. But what I want to do is look at where I am today versus a year ago and say, hey, you know what? My six today and in, in, it would have been an eight last year because my foundation's more stable. I have more breadth. I have more depth in that area. And so and plus, the more we know, the more we can do, right? And the more we know, the more we know there's more we got to learn. And the more we know, there's more connections that have yet to be made that we need to make. And so that's why, you know, it's it's like uh, could an eight-year-old uh, soccer player be a 10 in comparison to all the eight-year-olds, but a one compared to, you know, European top league? Absolutely. But the point is, is we're in, we're in a season where we're saying, "Hey, I'm going to be everything I can be right now." Mm-hmm. And and Tom Dale, this is this is hope for you. Uh, what I would say is, as you look at the areas of your life, you always have a choice in every area, and it's always right to make the right choice. And for your health, the right choice might be as simple as, "Man, I'm going to make sure I get in eight glasses of water today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stay hydrated." I'm going to get enough sleep, you know, it's just whatever it is. And so, you know, we may feel like, gosh, you know, everything's come against us. We've got a big setback. We're dealing with these issues, but we can still choose to sit and watch TV or we can choose to take a walk. We can, you know, we can choose to play the negative tapes in our mind, or we can choose to go to the Ziegler show and just get a download of good positive stuff. And And by the way, for our listeners, and go back to the early episodes when there would be 20 and 30 minutes in clips. If you're looking for yep. just some, some boom, go do that. Uh, we always have that choice. And so I think of the base camp idea of I'm always looking at myself in comparison to a year ago or two years ago, is my foundation more stable? Do I have, uh, am I, if I'm climbing the mountain, is my base camp where I feel comfortable at higher altitude than I was a year ago? You know, I, I do want to, what you just said about the earlier shows. I mean, folks, I start, we're at, we're, we're nearing show 700. Uh, when I started though, there were gosh, 200 uh, or so podcasts that were just clips of Zig Ziglar. So obviously you can go to Ziglar.com and purchase things. I, I always have, I'm getting ready to go to on a road trip and I'm going to have the uh, whole disc series to listen to the, uh, what, what is it? Uh, success. Uh, what's the big packet of, of how to stay motivated. Yeah. Okay. So, and you can go get that at Ziggler, but my gosh, right here on the podcast. Yeah. If you go to the early podcast, I mean, I play clips here and there, just like in this show where it may be a minute, it may be five minutes, but you can listen to 20 minutes straight of the best stuff Zig Ziggler has to offer absolutely free. So feel free to go back to those, uh, early ones. The unnumbered ones, uh, are just Zig clips. And really for the first gosh, couple of years that I was doing this, we played really long Zig clips as well. Um, all right, here's one. 
uh, that I want to point out a couple of resources in regards to as well. Karen uh, Miller White, she says, I'd say I'm a strong seven. I need to continue to assign tasks to blocks of time. That always strengthens my performance when nearly the entire day is scheduled and it allows for everything I want to do. Well, again, we talked about the Ziegler Performance Planner. You can get that at Ziggler.com. Um, I'd also encourage you to go back, and I didn't grab the number, but just recently uh, we had an interview with Michael Hyatt about his new book, Free to Focus. It's, you know, even in preparing for making that schedule, looking at his book, it's really masterful, and especially looking at the arena, his middle section of cut is what he called it. Uh, what things can you delegate, automate, and eliminate? I think that's a great place to start first before you take everything and try to schedule it. What stuff do you need to not schedule or can you automate so it doesn't need to be a part of your schedule or delegate so somebody else is doing it uh, is a great resource. Um, and then this one, Tom, I want you to talk about, this is great. T Travis Alexander, he says, I would rate myself at a six. What would help most is setting and accomplishing goals. I'm very driven and strive to be better every day. However, I get lost with setting goals and seeing those goals hit even minor daily goals. I feel like seeing that you've accomplished what you plan to accomplish would create momentum in you and seeing the little wins would give you more confidence towards reaching major goals. I just seem to get lost in goal setting. I just need to discipline myself to deliberately ignite intention every day. That being said, if I can cross the bridge of goal setting, I feel that uh, that that alone would take me to an eight and inspire me on my journey to 11. Uh, right after that, Lorena Moore, she says, ditto to that. Well, Tom, <clears throat> goals. I mean, I think when people hear goals, Ziegler is not far behind. I mean, it's the Ziegler brand, the Ziegler company uh, that is probably number one. If you type in goals, that'd be interesting. Goal setting in a search engine, Ziegler is going to be up there. So that said, you and I did a great show and you talked for a good while about, a, I don't know if it was a study you did or a survey that, you're, that you were aware of on goal setting, uh, goal, goal mindset and, and problem solving. Share with us. Yeah. So one of my friends uh, consultant and did some research and this is what they discovered. This is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, there's three types of people out there. There are people who are very goals driven. There are people who are very problem solving oriented. And then there are people who just see opportunity. The goal setting mindset, the people who just love goal setting, that's only about 20% of the population. About 80% are the problem solvers. And these are the people who really get a kick out of writing the to-do list down, writing down all their problems, and then checking them off all day long. And then that smaller set, you know, you'll see these. These are the, you know, the true entrepreneurs who just look at everything as opportunity. Um, and so they're wired a little bit different. But here's the great news. If you're more problem, and, and here's the thing, a lot of uh, problem-solving oriented people, they feel guilty because they just can't get excited about setting goals. And so I want to do a mind shift, mm -hmm. a, you know, a, a Jedi mind trick on you. At Ziegler, we have the seven-step goal-setting process. So the first step is to write down your goal. <laughs> the second step is to write down all the benefits of achieving the goal. The third step are the major obstacles and mountains you've got to climb in order to reach this goal. And then it goes to the people and you know that you got to work with, 
the groups and associations that you need uh, to do it, the skills or knowledge that you need to learn. And then number six is the plan of action. Number seven is the due date. So those are all goal setting. If you're a problem solver, instead of writing down the goal I want to achieve, just write down the problem I want to solve. Number two, the benefits to solving this problem. In other words, actually achieving a goal or solving a problem, the same exact system works. It's just how we phrase it. And so, but when we tell our, when, when we take control of our mind and we tell our brain what to do, right? We tell our body and our brain what to do, the choices it's going to make because we're giving it instructions. And we say, okay, goal setting, problem solving, same thing, two sides of the same coin. It's just how I approach it. When we walk through those steps, we are far more likely to achieve it, to either solve the problem or to get the goal. Um, we have tons of stuff at Ziggler.com on, on goals. In fact, I have a whole section in the book on choose to win uh, on goals, which I highly recommend, by the way. It's, you know, it's near good, and dear to my it's heart. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. You know, Tom, and, and I'll wrap us up here. I, it would be interesting as I'm thinking about this just personally, if we go down the Ziggler wheel of life, uh, if we go down and look at that folks, and again, that's, you know, physical is, is first one, physical and nutrition. I put in there. Number two, family and friends, relationships, three mental, four financial, five spiritual, six career business, uh, seven personal. If I go down and through those, I think that if I, if I listed that out, there are some of those spokes in some areas within each spoke where I have goals. There are some where my, my, my muse, my uh, <clears throat> avatar in essence is a problem. And there are others where I am opportunity. I think I could find I, that'd be an interesting survey to do to how do people see those? Because I really associate with those three different things. I think so, somewhat to some degree I do associate with all of them depending on the spoke. So that's interesting. That would be a, you figure that out for the next show. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I'd love to do it. I'd love to know. It'd be really interesting survey to do, but I I hope that gives people freedom to look at that, man. If you get strung up in goals now, you you know, Tom just gave you some great methodology to do that, but also, yeah, to think about what, what he talked about. Are you, does the goal not speak to you in this area of your life? Is that a problem to fix or an opportunity to go after? I really like that, Tom. It, It really rounds it out. Well, hey, so I'm going to call this one the uh, free coaching session with Tom. And, you know, and on that, folks, I mean, Tom does do executive coaching. Zig does executive coaching. Uh, Ziggler does. And if you want to, uh, if you're interested in that, go to Ziggler.com. It's amazing the resources that you can find to really dig in, and especially on a topic like this, to get help and get direction. And I'll tell you, folks, this, and uh, I think you'll trust it because you trust Ziggler. That's why you're here. They will also be happy to refer you to something else they think is better or that fits your budget. If the budget's zero, they're happy to lead you to the resource that serves you best. Tom, brother, always a gift to do these with you. Thank you. Thank you so much, brother. Always good. You're the best. The best podcast show in the world, hosted by the greatest podcast host in the world, Kevin Miller. Okay. I'm putting that down for my obituary. Thanks, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, friends, this should have you considering where you rate your own personal performance and hopefully have you enthused about what you can do to increase it. 
Hey, who can you think of that would benefit from hearing this show? Let them know about it. Shoot them a text. Tell them to find the Ziggler show where they get podcasts and check out show 690. Well, coming up next in show 691, we do a deep dive. Our topic is discover which fear type you have and master it with Ruth Sukup. Get ready to blow your fear wide open. Until now, we have tried to label ourselves and others as I think fearful or not, like you're one or the other. When the research now shows fear has multiple archetypes and we all fit into something somewhere on the scale. Someone with no fear is mentally ill. I mean, outside of that, you can find out which types of fears you have which are most predominant and how to manage them, not eradicate them. That's impossible, but rather to manage them and to do it scared. Thus the title of our guest, Ruth Sukup's new book, do it scared, finding the courage to face your fears, overcome obstacles and create a life you love. Ruth dealt with debilitating fear that landed her in severe depression and into psychiatric hospitals, literally. So she's an expert in the results of unharnessed fear. But from this critical personal experience, Ruth made fear her muse and just dove deep. This resulted in her hiring teams of researchers to uncover the truth about uh, and the breadth of fear. The results have led her to a blog with over a million subscribers, multiple best-selling books, and a top-ranked podcast. What she discovered are seven fear archetypes, and Ruth explains it as actually how we use them that makes all the difference. This is one of those messages that already altered my personal life for the better, folks. So till then, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.